It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. That's right, it is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. James Seltzer, Elliot Shore Parks, coming your way until 3 o'clock. Yoey. What up, man? How you I, doing? I'm good, buddy. How are you, man? Well, you know, it's the girlfriend's uh, girlfriend's birthday oh, today. Oh, happy so birthday, Kristen. Get some points right off the bat there, you know. Look going, at you. Uh, Maybe get a nice dinner, obviously, in, in the house today. But, uh, yeah, so it's a good day. It's a good day in that regard. But uh, based off of our show prep, I feel like this might be the most civil part of the, uh, <laughs> the show. Based off of our uh, should we just start? Topic. Should we just start arguing right away? Look, we, uh, we spent a lot of time on this show, certainly over the last few weeks, talking about last week alone was just about Doug Peterson. And obviously, I feel like Carson Wentz finds it's his way into these discussions one way or Always. another. Whether we want to talk about it or not, it comes up. Well, when you're the franchise quarterback, you kind of have your, uh, your hands on a lot of yeah, stuff there. I think probably the most talked about person on WIP. But I think the person that we have not talked about enough, at least on our show, is the guy who's technically in charge of all of it. The, the, man most, who, the most important guy. The man who put, uh, yeah, arguably, the man who put this all together, Howie Roseman. I feel like Howie Roseman has not gotten nearly enough criticism this season for the roster he's put together. In fact, I think the biggest reason this Eagles team, and I'm sure you would say it's Carson Wentz, I think the biggest reason this Eagles team is where they are right now is because Howie Roseman has done a horrendous job with this roster. Well, look, and Howie deserves part of the blame for Carson, right? I I think that, look, when you talk about this Eagles team, I was on with uh, Ike Reese, John Marks yesterday, and, yesterday, and they were saying, you know, is this a blow-it-up situation? Is this a one-year thing? I think we all need to take a step back. And I, they are 3-5-1, and one, so none of them are doing a good job right now. But the idea that Howie Roseman is not a good general manager— He's not. It's, it's crazy. Like, is he a top-five general manager? No, he's probably not. He's probably top-10, like, around there, oh 11, 12. Look, if—, if you know, we, we talk a lot about doing a redraft of the league. If there was a redraft of general managers, Howie Roseman would be a top 10 pick. That but, is, well, the people would be wrong. I mean, it'd be a, it'd be a horrible but, pick if he's a top 10 pick. But if we concede that everybody's having a bad year this year, right? Sure. Like, so I'm not defending Howie this year. I'm not even saying Howie should be back in 2021. Like, that's a different discussion. 
but he is a good general manager. Like, he is not a bad general manager. Look at what he's done during his time here. Look at his resume since he took over in 2016. He won a Super Bowl. Like, we can debate moves, and look, he's not great at drafting, at least recently. He's had some free agency uh, decisions that have backfired. But you know what else he's done? And we'd say it all the time, right? We're a bottom-line show. Mm -hmm. He makes the playoffs. Ugh, How many I mean, teams? Kind of. I mean, yes. No, not but, kind of. They've qualified each okay, of the last but, year. But, okay, you're right. And and 2017, I gave him all the credit for. It was a perfect year. I have come to the conclusion that I think that was an anomaly. I think that was a – he got lucky for well, a year. Only one general manager has done it in the history of the franchise. So, yes, it's not something that's going to be easily repeated. Again, I, I give him credit. He won the Super Bowl. I think he has changed since then. I think when he got pulled out of the closet, he was a little bit of a different person. And now I think he's back to being the same old Howie that had the same issues that he's always had. But but regardless, before we get to the, the Super Bowl thing, the last two years, yes, they've made the playoffs, but – Two years ago, they needed the Bears to beat the Vikings in a game that mattered nothing to the Bears yep. for them to make the playoffs. Last year, they needed to win the last four games against a, I was going to say historically bad division, but now we got this crap this year, so it's hard to say that was historically bad, but a really, really bad division. It's not like how he has put together this juggernaut of a roster. They're just riding on fumes. I would give Doug more credit for making the playoffs the last three years than I would give Howie in a second. And I wouldn't fight you on that, but I still think when you look at Howie Roseman compared to the rest of the league. And that's the key here. Like, we're in Philadelphia. We talk about the Eagles all the time. We, we had a debate about the fact that they signed Jordan Howard to the 16th spot on the practice squad. Like, we are very close to the situation. So it's easy for us to really diagnose Howie, right? But if you look on a larger scale, there are a lot of actual bad general managers out there. <laughs> general managers that trade away DeAndre Hopkins, right? General yeah. managers that don't well, make the— he got fired. So. Yeah, right. Well, he's not the GM anymore. But general managers where their teams don't make the playoffs for like three, four years in a row. And I'm not going to sit here and say it's been pretty to watch the Eagles, right? I wrote last year when they lost to Detroit, this is a bad team. They Like, the ship in some ways is sinking. But comparative to the rest of the league, like, the grass is not always greener. So is Howie doing a good job this year? No. Nobody's doing a good job. And it's hard for anybody to look like they're doing a good job with how bad Carson is playing. But I am not ready to say they should fire Howie Roseman at this offseason. I do not believe it will be easy to get another general manager as good as Howie Roseman. Oh. His resume speaks for itself. I know you're going to bring up the cap stuff this year. but Which is they, a disaster. We next don't know. year, they're We, we don't mess. know yet, to they're be fair. But we, we'll year. see what happens. He has been one of the best cap managers in the NFL since, since 2016 and, frankly, since he took over for Joe Banner, right? And he learned a lot of that from Joe Banner. But we have to just look at the results at the end of the day. Drafting is hard. All those things are hard. The Eagles are always a competitive team. They're always in the playoffs. Like, don't take that for granted. I understand they're 3-5-1 and one now, but it is not easy to do what Howie Roseman has done. And it's an accomplishment. And he is definitely a good general manager. He is not he a is. good general He is not. He had one good year. He got lucky. He did not have year. one good look year. Look at how Rose bad. The, look at just. All right, let's just take his last two drafts. Last year. Miles Sanders, a very nice pick. It's a running back. Yep. The other four picks are all disasters. I mean, J.J.'s gone. I mean, let's be real. Agreed. That guy's never going to be a, a contributor for this team. Clayton Thorson was gone before the season started last year. Sharif Miller, gone. Andre Dillard, very unlikely that he's going to be a contributor. So you hit on one out of five picks last year. This year, it looks like you might have even done worse. I mean, Rager, who knows? We'll see. What we do know about Rager, he ain't Justin Jefferson. Yep. He ain't the guy who was sitting there on the board for you to take that every single person on the planet knew was the right pick. We talked about it on the pod, but the Vikings released the video of them getting Justin Jefferson this week, and they laughed. 
they laughed when the Eagles took Rager. Their first reaction was laughing and then celebration. We got the guy. I can't believe they didn't take him. Howie's always trying to outthink other people. He's always trying to be the smartest guy in the room instead of doing what a good general manager but does. You want to know Taking Jalen Hurts, disaster. Davion Taylor, can't get on the field. Yep. I mean... I can't defend the draft. It's the most right? important thing they do is drafting and developing, having young talent and building a roster. This roster's in shambles. Yeah, I cannot defend the drafting, right? I didn't like the selection of Jalen Hurts. Obviously, Dillard's a miss. JJ's a miss. Rager, I'm not ready to say he's flat out a Agreed. miss. But he's, he's not a miss, but he's not Jefferson. Yeah, and honestly, he might not even be good. He like, might not. We don't know. We don't know, right? So I can't defend that. But what I can tell you is the reason how he sometimes acts like the smartest guy in the room is because if you put him in the room with the other 31 general managers, he would be one of the smartest oh, guys in the room. Oh, come on. He would be, man. Like, look, I understand your your beef with him. I get it. And we'll have callers calling today. I'm sure this is not going to be a popular opinion on my part. But you have to look at the other options. Like, everybody said, man, Joe Douglas. Like, we really don't want to lose Joe Douglas. He's been a complete disaster. He has not been a complete disaster. The team, he the team is not he good. He had a good draft. Mekhi Becton looks like one of the best okay, picks in the draft. A, got him a, a 10. top 11 pick. I so, mean, but he looks like an awesome Okay, player, when Howie's though. had top 10 picks, he's nailed them all, too. Lane Johnson, Carson Wentz. Like, he's also nailed those picks when you're drafting that high. My point is, at, at the very least, Joe Douglas has not gone there and completely revolutionized the Jets. And I know okay. it's a short amount it's of time. It's short time. And, right? and he's got but, Adam Gase, which is a hamstring. I would like say. replacing Howie will not be easy. It is hard to find good executives in this league. It is hard to find executives that have accomplished what Howie's accomplished. Like we're taking for granted the fact that this team is always in the playoffs. They're always in the playoffs. They're always competitive. But again, it's by accident they're in the playoffs. By, they're you, not you could good. Do that for other we're, teams. Were they too, a good like, team the last three years? You're the one who always hypes on. They were not a good team. Look at the numbers. Look at the wins and right. losses. Like they're not. They have not. It. You could. Yes. Look. I'm. I love bottom line stuff. I do think it matters that they made the playoffs, but. You can't say as like this unbelievable general managing accomplishment that they made the playoffs the yeah, last and three years. That's when, a fair when two point. Of them were were flukish at best. But the point is, they still were there. And like you're comparing the Eagles looking ugly getting to the playoffs to other teams not even getting to the playoffs, right? Like how, I think but, 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 prior okay. to this year, I looked it up. I think only four teams have made the playoffs the last three years. I could be wrong about that, but it's a small group that have qualified for the playoffs each of the last three years. Like this is not something that happens all the time. Like this is this is not you know an easy thing that Howie's doing. And I agree. Like there have been ugly parts for sure. We're gonna have people call up today that will make points that I won't be able to defend. Like I can't defend Jalen Hurts. Andre Dillard's a miss. They should have taken DK Metcalf. Like all that is absolutely true. But you can go through every team in the NFL and point to flaws that they have. Those flaws, though, keep them out of the playoffs. The Eagles are still in the playoffs. Like, Howie hired Doug. So, yes, Doug, I think, gets the most credit. Howie hired him, the right? The Eagles so- wouldn't be in the playoffs last year if they were in any other division. They wouldn't have a chance at the playoffs if they're in any other division. They're a bottom five roster, man, or a bottom seven roster. Well, but going or into like that. E- not and that's this not even year, talking but- about the future. Like, they're a bottom seven roster right now with nothing to look mm-hmm. forward to. No pieces that we can look at under the age of 25 and say, that dude is a star in the NFL. Maybe Miles Sanders, if he could ever stay on the field. And even then, that's not a lock. So, yeah. I mean, you can't say that this is some well-put-together roster. It's and, not. And I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is I believe that when it comes to, like, the decision Jeffrey Lurie is going to have to make this offseason is do we trust Howie to fix it and to a lar- and then to a, I guess, a lesser extent is Doug the head coach, right? Like, those are questions he's going to have to ask, answer and figure out the answer to. I don't know the answer to that question, right? I don't know if Howie should definitively be back. I do believe Doug should definitively be back, but I'm also starting to back off that a little bit. But what I do know is there is absolutely 100% an argument to be made, a fair argument to be made that Howie deserves the right to fix this. This is the first 
really bad year the team has had. And yes, they have not been great for like three years. There's been mistakes. But to fire him just because of this, I think is extreme. I don't think replacing him will be easy. And he's not a bad general manager. He's having a bad year. Just like he wasn't 2017, he's also not 2020. He's somewhere in the middle. And that middle is a good general manager. It's not just a bad year. Look, to go from where it they were. It is just a bad year, though. It's not the it's the, they have a it's winning the record. Sum. Each, have they it's not the, had a winning record? I'm not each talking of last about the results on the field. He's the general manager. This is not a head coach or a quarterback where you can look at one year and say, that's the sum of what they did. This is the accumulation of years of mistakes, of horrible drafts, multiple years in a row that gets you to this position where not only are you a bad team on the football field, but you don't have a future that you're excited about. You don't have guys that you can point to that are, well, at least we got these young, talented guys. We'll let them play and see what they turn into. But you're they only, don't have that. But you're only focusing on the negative. Like there are good moves as well that have allowed this team to be to compete. Right? Josh Sweat looks like a really good fourth round pick. Dallas Goddard, you can argue okay. maybe a little high. But, oh, well, let me finish. You go sure, through your battle. Yeah, Dallas yeah. Goddard in the second round was was a good pick, right? For Travis Fulgham, bringing Travis Fulgham was a, was a good pickup. I would I argue have. lucky, but sure. No, I don't think that's lucky. He signed him. Like, you, you cut him three times, too. Okay, but players get cut all the time. Like, that happens. But no, that doesn't mean he knew Travis Fulgham But Fogum no other general manager picked him up, right? So Howie evaluated Travis Fulgham better than the 31 other general managers, and now he's on the roster, right? He brought back Brandon Graham, a move that at the time we all said, that's too much, you shouldn't bring him back. Brandon Graham has been arguably the best player on the defense this year, right? He got Darius Slay for a third-round pick. That was a better move than signing Byron Jones to a mega deal. Like, there have been positive moves by Howie, and I'm right there with you on focusing on the negative ones, right? Like, I spent hours thinking about the Jordan Howard signing, even though it's a practice squad spot. Like, I love this, you know, criticizing the Eagles, getting into it. Like, I agree with you, but we also have to take a step back before you do something rash, which is, Firing Howie, like firing Howie is a dramatic move. It's not going to be as easy as you think to replace him. And there have been positives. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Is Howie a good general manager? I look, the other thing that I haven't even brought up is just the state of the organization that Howie is in charge of. The the issues that we've had from a medical perspective, from keeping players on the field, from all these types of things, the all the pup stuff, the Alshon thing, the IR mismanagement. We have had so many roster mismanagement type of things under Howie, particularly this year, but really the last couple of years, that have to fall on him as well. It's not just the flawed roster, the lack of young talent. It's also the way he's managed this organization. I I, I just think from top to bottom, again, I will give him credit for 2017. It was a miraculous year. I think it was anomaly. I think that that he got he had magic dust sprinkled but do on him for a year. you see my point that he can be a good general manager with all those things also being true? Like he's not a perfect general manager, but there's you like you have to hire somebody. Somebody has to uh, out there has to be the general manager. So you're telling me you're going to find a Look, let me restart my point, okay? If they fired Howie Roseman today and they hired somebody with Howie Roseman's exact resume and exact skill set, People would be pumped. No, if See, they, I, I want, I want a football guy, like not to hold like heck of a football guy, that whole thing. But I mean, I want someone who knows what he's looking at. Like Howie Roseman does not know what he's looking at. He doesn't. He might be good with the cap. I know we've had. Well, that's an important right part of the job. It's the it's biggest worth. part of the job. No, that's, the cap, the cap is not a bigger part, but it's a very important. It's an important part. part but I, I want someone who knows what he's looking at. I want someone who's going to find great players, who's going to, you know, unearth these great talents. I want someone who's going to make the 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 obvious pick in the right spot rather than trying to outthink these well, What about these Jordan Mailata? Jordan Mailata, what about him? I mean, it looks the, like a I nice would say pick. that. Okay, but, but again, like, come on, man. Well, but like, you, you can't anyone just anyone can have you can't a few diminish, good picks. Yeah, like, but you can't diminish all the positives and just. Focus I'm not on saying. Look, I said there, there. Of course, there are a couple good moves here and there, but the job is a lot more but than a couple good there moves. There has to be more. Also, how about the fact that they're not even playing Mailata? 
that they brought Jason Peters back. That's right. on Howie. Like, well, Mylotta should be the starting well tackle. The last, Peters has played well the last two weeks. Regardless, but, but Mylotta should but be the starter. Do you see my point? That there has to be more moves, good moves, and you're giving him credit for it if they're always in the playoffs? Again, I think they are in the playoffs as much because of circumstances. Anything, if they're not in the NFC East, they're not in the playoffs, man. Like, they're not a playoff team last year if they're not in the NFC East. They're not in the playoffs two years ago if the Bears don't win a game that they don't even care about. Like, there's extenuating things here. Like, they've been an 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven type team. As you know, this year they're going to be under that. Like, mm-hmm. like, making the playoffs is something that is based on other things as well, and those other things are out of your control. They yeah. got lucky to make the playoffs is my I, point. I disagree with lucky, but I, I see your point that, look, winning the NFC East last year is what it is, right? We can debate how good the division is. I, look, you they, can only play who's in front of you. Yes, you can only all win those all things, that right? Yes. They, were the be- like, they were the best team in that division. And honestly, Howie's the best GM in the city. I don't even know. What, I mean, I mean Daryl Morey's definitely better than Howie. Well, let's, we'll get into that later. 215-592-9494. Look is, at me, the pro Howie guy today. I'm not even trying to be the coming? pro Howie guy, but I do think we all have to take a step back and say, like, it's not, it's not as bad as it looks right now, is I guess my overall point. Is it as bad as it looks right now? 215-592-9494. And just basically, is Howie Roseman a good general manager? Let's start it off where we do every Saturday. We head out to Abington and talk to our good buddy Tom. Yo, Tom! Yo, fellas! How are we doing today? What up? <laughs> what up? I know you're what, not going to be happy with me today. I can tell. Why? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Listen, I'll tell you what. Before I get into it, the way I see it, I'm not for firing anybody, um, but I am for bringing in somebody under Howie that can make draft picks. Yeah, I'd be okay and, and I'm for bringing in an OC under Doug to call plays. I think that would go a long way to fix this broken product that we have been watching week in and week out. So I've been pretty anti the idea of Doug giving up plays, to be, to be honest, but I could be convinced in, into that. But I would want Doug to pick the guy. You want me to convince you? Yeah, Watch I would, the I would game love tomorrow. That. That'll convince you. <laughs> yeah. Well, the game last week, too, also. Yeah, After right. I defended the, the guy for two that. hours on Saturday, he goes and has a terrible game. <laughs> so let me throw a real – all right, so I, I, I'm looking to do a word association with you guys today. I throw a name at you. You give me the first first word that pops into your head. Awesome. Okay. Love it. And then I got a pr- uh, prediction at the end. All right, so I have six names here. One, Doug Peterson. Elite. Falling. Jimmy? What would you say? Falling. <laughs> Frank Reich. Elite. Or missed. I'll go missed. Yeah, missed is perfect. I, yeah, I, I wish he were here. Okay. More Carson one. Wentz. Oh, Jimmy, you go. James, you go first. I still believe. <laughs> belief is my belief, answer. My man. A- average. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said Carson Wentz, not ESP. Oh, there we go. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Oh. All right, Fletcher Cox. Over the hill. Mm. Yeah, declining. Declining is a Darius Slay. Elite. Solid. Okay. All right, so the last one, I never go political, guys, but this dude thrusted himself into the Philly spotlight this week, Rudy Giuliani. Hair dye. No comment. <laughs> I love it. That is awesome. All right, so I will leave you guys with a prediction. Uh, every prediction I've made with the 2020 birds has been completely wrong. So I'm going to go full Costanza on you guys today. Right. And I'm going to say the Eagles lose 23 16. Mm, well done. And that's have very, a good one, guys. Too, Tommy. A good call. I love the games he's been bringing recently. Yeah, by me the way. too. Yeah. I'm, I love word association. If you're a caller on hold or you want to call in, love a good hypothetical or a game. So. We, are, we are not Chip Kelly. No. We do yeah. deal in hypotheticals, unlike Chip. 
And I'm defending Howie on Lake Chip, so. I think think Chip would be on my side today. Yeah, I think he would. Yeah, I don't know if I like that. 205-592. Yes, really tell you everything you need to know (laughs) about where your stance is at. I did actually, I thought Chip did something really interesting, and I don't know if you saw about Albert. We'll talk about that next. Chip did something interesting that I think could actually apply to the NFL. Plus, the name got mentioned, Daryl Morey. Elliot had a tweet. Yesterday was it? Yesterday. We got to get into this tweet, the reaction to it, and how absolutely ridiculous i think this tweet was that's coming up. what did he say you'll find out next yeah. that's coming up next it's elliot it's james it's go birds radio we're coming right back and let me remind you that so many of the go birds faithful have already joined us set up their accounts and are having a blast legally betting on sports makes the games more fun and like you we all love the home teams that's why we go with the home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook is right here in Bucks County. That means your action, your money. They're safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. It's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania, the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Bet with the best. You can bet on any game on the slate today. Tomorrow, you can bet on the score at halftime. How many touchdowns someone will score. Anything and everything. Of course, if, if you think Philadelphia's got a shot in Cleveland, they're only a three-point underdog. That's not too bad a line. I don't know if I could do it. I'm much more interested in taking Miami minus four at Denver. I love this Miami team. They are good. I expect them to roll in Denver. And how about Kansas City? Minus eight at Las Vegas. A little revenge game for Kansas City after the whole Las Vegas celebrating thing that was a story this week. I think they roll as well. You can bet on any and every game on the slate. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Here's what you got to do. You just download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. Got you till 3 o'clock. Elliot Parks, James Seltzer. Is Howie Roseman a good general manager? I think that's a question that, that three years ago we wouldn't have even asked. We would have said he's a great general manager. Yeah, you would have said that, too. I would have said that. And look, it. opinions Guess can what? change. Right? I was wrong, buddy. I was 20, wrong. In 2017, I thought Carson was the best player on the Eagles, right? Like, people's opinions change. But So I, I put a uh, this Twitter poll out, you know, simple yes or no question. And I think callers today should give us a simple yes or no answer as well. Like, is how that's it. Gonna... We'll just run through and be like, all right, what's your answer? Yes, yeah, done. done. Next yep. call. Yeah, no. Just wait for fifty <laughs> minutes. To... But seventy-five uh, percent of the people said he is not a good general yeah, manager. Well, it's sounds, crazy. To sounds me. about right. And I right. get the timing of it, right? Obviously, it's sounds about seventy-five percent right. insane. I mean, again, okay. Let me ask you: if if there was a redraft, is Howie a top ten general manager? No, no. I disagree. No. Man. He's still. He's still. At least when I used to be able to go to the owners' meetings prior to COVID, I, 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 he's viewed as he's viewed around the league as a smart general manager. I, I, that could have changed that is over possible. the last you know, six possible. weeks. But two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's inject some energy into the show here. Let's talk to the one, the only BlackGritty.com. Yeah, well. Before before I start, let me just say I really do love Baby Mama and I really do love Elliot Sore Parks, but dude. <laughs> Your opinions are so trash. You're a trash <laughs> panda, bro. You are not allowed to speak about the 76ers and or basketball ever again. Don't you tweet it. You sound like a troll, okay? You out here on Twitter straight trolling. The fact that you bring up Maury 
and then Howie and talking about Howie because Howie won one Super Bowl, okay? Howie has one shining moment, and that's it, okay? <laughs> the rest of his life is rolling downhill. He got benched before. He's about to get benched again. He's messed up the cab. He's messed up my draft. He has got a D rolling into an F, brother. And, yes, we have backpedaled into some playoffs that you called trash teams back then, and now all of a sudden you want to put a gold star on them? No, sir. You sit in the closet with your dunk cap on, and don't you say nothing else about those 76ers out here making moves. And don't say it's a brand pick, okay? Brand is the one that got old trash in here. Howard in here on a one-year deal, that's more. That's not Brent. Brent, don't give Brent no credit. He ain't no GM. Okay, go ahead. Well, really really quick. It's funny, though, because I actually, uh, oh, I had the exact same thought. I was like, why are you saying Elton made this? That was a joke. It was a joke. I thought it might be a joke. That was a joke because they signed a center. I thought it might be a joke. Yeah, well, really quick. So prior to the show, I literally said to James, I was like, I know Black Gertie's going to get on me. <laughs> so I knew this was coming he did. behind. He's like, he's been coming after me yeah, on Twitter. He's, he's definitely but, calling but to let that. Let me ask you something, all right? You say that how, like Daryl Morey's way better than Howie. Then why has Howie accomplished more in his career than Daryl Morey has? It, Daryl Morey, one year, it, one time, the dog shined on his butt one time. You keep talking about this like it's something magical. The NBA is a different breed than you. the NFL because yeah, you put it's three easier. players on a team and get a chip. And he has tried to do that, and it's not his fault. The James Harden show. Just like it's the same thing that uh, Glenn Rivers, I ain't calling him Doc until he gets to the third round, chokes when he's up mm-hmm. 3-1 all the time. If he didn't have Kevin Garnett, a dog, he wouldn't have one ring. So don't talk to me well, like people right. don't know the game. So really That's quick, let me clarify it. something really quick. Clarify. I think I think Daryl Morey is a very good general manager, to be clear. <laughs> yes, I do believe that. But, but I think that it's a good chance to have perspective on Howie in the way that they're very similar. They're both analytically driven, right? They're both viewed as forward thinking. And they both have accomplished a lot in their respective sports. Like, Daryl Morey yeah. has not won a title. He's only been to the conference finals once. Like, Daryl Morey is Howie Roseman to Houston. In Houston, they're probably feeling the same way towards the end that, you know, a lot of people are about Howie right now. And, 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 and you, 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 you very much gloss over the Super Bowl, by the way. I like, like that we all just right? gloss over the Super Bowl now. Like, yeah, he won a Super Bowl, but, like, yeah, he won the Super Bowl. Daryl Morey would kill to win an NBA championship. He has not done and, that. And guess what? At the end of his tenure, I'm sure that he will win one, too. Okay, and then he and Howie so. just sit in the hallway down the left corridor of guys that lucked out and got one ring, okay? All right? Look, all uh, I'm saying uh, is, like, this idea that he lucked into the Super Bowl. Like, he won the Super Bowl. I get the— Well, technically, he, had, he didn't throw a pass. And, I mean, okay. it's, it's a team effort and blah, yep. blah, blah, and da-da-da. I'm just yeah. saying, the, the things you discount yesterday, you give credit to today. You're back-talking on your own conversation. I am back-talking a little bit, I agree, on the team. But, look, you have to <laughs> you have to change your mind, too, right? Like, I can't, you know, when I'm presented look, new information. Uh, before, Because I know I'm talking up so much time. Before I, I go, I'm not changing my mind on the fact that you hate Christmas and oh, ruining man. people's hopes and dreams. I'm not <laughs> changing my mind on the fact that you need to stop tweeting about the 76 before I come over there and mess up your hair, okay? Oh. I'll bring Clippers to your house and buzz a lot straight to the middle of that piece, okay? Stop messing with me, <laughs> Ellie. You, they they winning tomorrow? You, they uh, winning? Pleasure, my friend. Oh, uh, you caught him. I asked him if they were winning. My bad. Uh, That's sorry. my bad. Yeah. That's why you're the one. You know? <laughs> That's why you're the Look, one. Look, right? I went right into it. I mentioned that tweet. So you had tweeted that. That What was the exact wording of the tweet? Daryl Morey is just Howie Roseman without the ring. Oh, it's such a horrible tweet. No, but it's, it's not. It's such a horrendous. Darryl- but you're taking it as a negative because you don't think Howie's a good GM. 
it's a positive to be compared to Howie Roseman if you're another general. I manager. think Daryl Morey is significantly better at his job than Why? Howie Roseman is. It? I think Daryl Morey is one of the five smartest people in the NBA. I don't think Howie Roseman is one of the five smartest people in the NFL, and certainly not one of the five best talent evaluators. I think Howie's certainly in the discussion. Daryl Morey is a much better talent evaluator, much better at filling out a roster. And to Owen's point, it is so much harder to win a title in the NBA than it is in the NFL. It's not even close. Like you have to be one of the the teams with the superstars, and that's it. Like that's your only shot in the NBA. But the the Rockets, first of all, have never come that close to winning the title. I mean, they were the one seed, I guess, two two years ago. Yeah, they two were the one seed. Ago, in right? fact, if Chris Paul doesn't and, get hurt, they probably and they had win the Warriors in their they way. They almost which is, beat that Warriors right, team, which, which one is one of the great teams in the history of basketball. Yeah, you know who's Howie's team built? One of the best teams in history of football. Oh, the brother. Patriots. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to North Philly and talk to Rasheem. Yo, Rasheem. Yo, hey, how you guys doing? Hey, what, what up, man? What's up, man? I'm tired of hearing the talk that Harry Roseman is in the GM. Well, evidently, for the last past, you know, two, three years, you know, people love to talk about how our division is bad. Well, evidently, he's been the best yep. GM in a bad division. We love yes, to talk about it's been a horrible love, division. Oh, okay, and he's the best GM in a horrible division. Uh, we love to talk about the Dallas talent uh, football team. But the Eagles has been better than them the last past two <laughs> but or those, three years. We're talking years. about three okay, dumpster okay, fires: okay, like okay, David Gettleman okay, and and but, Washington Daniel Snyder. But you realize but, those teams but, would take Howie as their GM. Exactly, you're discrediting <laughs> him. He's a best GM in our division. Don't tell me about what's going on outside That's of the division. That's what I think about that. When, but you're talking about outside of the division, like. Um, so okay, so maybe he's the the fourth worst general manager in the NFL. If he's the best, in the but division. he's not. I don't think he's that bad. But like the point is, that's your point. Like that's what you're saying. It's no, like you're only no, focusing no, on no, division. His, but his no, point that you're missing even, is you have you have to look around at the other teams in the league and say that exactly. the Eagles. It's not as bad as you make it out to be. I think we're there, in a division with three of the worst organizations in football. But there has right now, only like, been one repeat champion. That's the Patriots. I love how people love to talk about how. People want to, you know, you know, mimic other organizations, but there's only one team that won the Super Bowl, and the Eagles has been that one. Well, was that one team in 2017? There hasn't been a repeat winner since then. So everybody in the NFL could talk about the same thing that you're talking about over there. Yep. You know, well, well, the, the mistakes here, the mistakes here, the, 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 the mistakes in the cap. You didn't give the guy a chance to fix the mistakes in the cap because the offseason hasn't even gotten here exactly. yet. So people's talking about the, 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 the mistakes in the cap. And this Andre Dillaport kills me because the guy would have been the starting left tackle oh, on the football he, team. Dude. Let me finish talking. <laughs> Let me finish talking. Ahead, he would have been the starting left tackle on the football team if he never got hurt. But I remember every there was reports coming out of training camp that 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 that, that Jordan Mailata, you know, he looked bad in practice. Yeah. He keeps getting he keeps getting beat. But what happened on Sundays? He produced. So don't tell me that Jordan, I mean Andre Dillard's a bad pick. When I seen him play last year and he held his own. But tell me how did he become a bad pick when the man got hurt? Tell me because, because I'm lost. On, Rasheem, on Rasheem, he, he first of all and great call. That was some yeah, that was fire from Rasheem. I can't defend Andre Dillard pick. It was a horrible pick, and they traded but his up point, for him. I guess him. we don't really know yet. It's obviously trending. Okay. Okay, it is direction. very yes. likely, and, and I said that at the top. I didn't call it a bust already, but I said it is very likely that the Andre Dillard pick is going to be a bust. He was also only going to be the left tackle because of where he was selected. Exactly. Yes, he did not earn the job. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. All right, Rasheem came at me. Let's get someone up who's going to come at you. Oh, I'm sure this will yes. be frequent today. M- Mad Mike, get him. Get him, Hello, Mike. Hello, Elliot. Oh, I man. love you, but stop. Okay. Stop right now. The word outlier exists to explain the 2017 season. Mm-hmm. And you know this because, first of all, we can start with the, the, the entire 2017 draft is a bust, a complete and utter bust. In what could have been described as the greatest running back draft ever, we took Donnell Chicken Legs Pumphrey out of that. 
running back draft with your genius GM at the helm. I'm sorry, but I can just go through everything that's happened since 2017, and I can – and, yeah, maybe Howie can pick out a couple of guys in the league that will help your team, but he hasn't done that well ever since. Yeah, but the and issue with – hold on, really quick. The issue with your point is you could do that with every team. We could yeah, go through any market you, and any team and pick out bad moves and bad drafts, yeah, and Howie's yeah, had a bad draft. I agree with Howie you on has that. Been, every draft has been a bad draft. Yeah, we it's had been rough. I agree. Metcalf on the board. We took – Freaking J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Yep. We had Justin Jefferson on the board. We took uh, Jalen. I make excuses and cut my Twitter off. Rager. Huh. It's like we didn't even we didn't even talk to uh, the the one offensive tackle we were just talking about. We didn't even meet with him. We just drafted him. The guy is a is an idiot GM. I'm sorry. He doesn't belong in this league. And God, I'll trade him to any one of our division rivals. Because Dallas is way better at drafting than we are. They have a bunch That's of true. knuckleheads out there. Well, and they, then why are they, they not a better team? Because, because bad, they have knuckleheads. Bad they coaching have bad staff, bad development. Oh, okay. Well, Howie deserves credit for having better coaching, right? That's he, not how we – no, no. Oh, he, he didn't hire not. Doug? He didn't hire Doug? Yeah, let, all right, let's be honest. Doug was brought in here because Doug wouldn't rock the boat. He was different, and they wanted to take back their organization. Okay, whatever the reason was. First of yeah, all, the, the reason was, Jason Garrett lasted well, so hold long up, in Dallas. But to be fair, I mean, they tried to sign McAdoo. They tried to sign Gase. Those things didn't work out, and they ended yeah, up you, with Pearson. They still get credit for it, but let's not make it seem like they were like, they yeah. noticed that Doug Pearson was this Doug wasn't even their first brilliant choice. guy. Who, choice yeah. number six. Like, okay, Doug was a good hire. Guys. You can parse no, it out. It was, but they fell into it. You would have Let's to be, say that, right? Well, they didn't have Elliot, to hire him. They could have hired somebody else. They tried to hire somebody else. Right, but he wasn't like they're they're what they weren't handed him. I mean, they did pick him over other candidates. Well, they kind of were handed him because Andy Reid said you should hire Doug Peterson, but, you know, whatever. Can we just be really honest, guys? You can't bust four drafts in a row and get almost any – get, like, no sufficient talent out of it when there was talent to be had everywhere. Then take a backup second-round quarterback and, like, and just throw him out in the field because you don't want people making fun of the pick. Like – yeah, I hate, the, go, I hate the Jalen Hurts situation. Yeah, I know, but I, yeah. if you look at everything since 2017, you can't call him a good GM. You just can't. They lucked into a Super Bowl. It was an outlier, but every other draft pick that Howie's been a part of, even when Andy Reid was here, has been a dumpster fire. Yeah, but the issue is Mike, so great look, call, man. Yeah, great and, call. Honestly, so fire. Like, listening to Mike talk about Howie Roseman is how I think people hear me talking about Carson. Where, like, <laughs> I knew what he was going to say prior to him getting on this call. And he always makes good points, so I'm happy he called. But, like, you know, when you talk about Carson, you know, Doug gets brought up, right? It could be that Howie is bringing in good players and these coaches aren't getting the most of them. We see Sidney Jones go elsewhere and play really well. We see Rasul Douglas go out elsewhere and play really well. And bottom line, bottom line, they did not right. work out. I was about to say, we're bottom line. Look, if, if you gonna... want to talk about talent evaluation, I mean, you do see players leave here and but play better. But that's on Howie. He has to fix that, right? I mean, if we, we've seen this for years now is the point. Like, if this is well, something that is an issue, Howie, and right? I mean, ultimately, it, yes. yeah, so like you have it to is. Him, like so where I was going with this point was so he said since 2017 you know it's been a disaster and how he might have made more bad moves and good moves since 2017 I think we for really, sure he has yeah. I don't think it's for sure but I, we could debate that and I guess we are but <laughs> like prior to 2018 they were viewed as having one of the most talented rosters in the league going into the season and those are just projections and I get all that but they were like the the roster was viewed as very talented the roster going into 2019 they were expected to compete too right so he is put fielding rosters that people around the league look and say this can be a good team the question is where is it going wrong and does that fall on howie doug carson and that's a whole nother debate 
215-592-9494. Is Harry Roseman a good GM? Am I being too hard on him? Is is you know, is are are people like Mad Mike being too hard on him or do we have a point? Is it maybe that he got lucky for a year and he's not as good as we thought? 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio. It's James. It's Elliot. We're coming right back. Is Howie Roseman a good general manager? Wild to think that we'd be halfway through the uh, 2020 season and or a little over halfway through and thinking about is it a sinking ship? Is it, Should we blow it all up? This is I, Go I, Birds Radio presented by Park Sports Brooking Casino. Yeah, we, what, what, what well, I I just, mean, it's I crazy think, to think where we're at yeah, right Yeah, I mean, now. I just, I think that too, fall, as they say. When we used to talk about Howie, how different we used to talk oh, about him. And about all change, of them. Right? About so, all of yeah. them. Wentz, I for thought sure. Wentz was our Tom Brady. I was like, this is our guy, like, for years. So, and he still might be, but it's certainly a lot harder to that, to see it than it was then. This is a, a little off topic, but, um, so Joe Giglio, I would say it's fair to say me, Giglio, and a uh, camera are probably viewed as the biggest Wentz quote-unquote haters. I think it is very fair to say that, yes, and I think there have been polls and whatnot about it. Yes, so So me and Giglio used to have a podcast a few years back, like prior to 2017, and, I mean, we thought Carson was awesome. So it's just funny to think It'd be funny to go back and listen, yeah. Yeah. Of us just being like, they have their franchise guy. Like, (laughs) you know, like, they're going to win this game because of Carson, and now we're like, well, maybe Kirk Cousins is better. (laughs) So things change. I mean, look, I'm open to changing my opinion. I also say this. That last week I defended Doug for two hours. He came out and had a clunker on Sunday. <laughs> no, so his worst game is who Eagles, knows what Howie is going to do over these next few days to you know make me look bad after defending him. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go back out to the phones. Let's go to our good buddy in New Mexico with the golden pipes. David, how are you, sir? What's going on, gentlemen? How you guys doing? Yo, what up, man? How you doing? Look, man. Uh, two things. Winning cures everything. You know we wouldn't even be talking about this if Carson Wentz is actually playing like a quarterback. None of this would matter. hundred percent. second of all. Oh, hold on, hold on. All, so 49 minutes into the show, longer than normal to get to the it's on Wentz yeah. of the show. Well, he's correct. I mean, <laughs> he is correct about that, but go, go ahead. Yeah. And, and the second thing is is that, is that one, of the, one of the more underrated values of being a leader is being smart enough to find out where you're stupid. You know what I mean? And yes, I agree with well, you on that. Yes, no, it's knowing your deficiencies and and you, being open got, about that. You, you got to be able to delegate. You got to be able to to do the things you know you do well. I think Howie Roseman is a decent general manager. I don't agree with a lot of things he's done. He's had a lot of bad moves and whatnot. But when it comes to managing the money, you know, if I just if I just gave him if I just gave him the uh, uh, the players and say, look, make sure his contract works and that the checks don't bounce, he can do that. Mm-hmm. But if I ask him to, to evaluate a player between one guy and this guy, I'm not giving him that responsibility. So if you take that from him, he becomes a better GM because he doesn't have that much on his plate. But he's also Same not really a general manager. And, I, uh, David, I would be fine with this, what you're suggesting, if, if Howie's not the one in charge of picking the talent, picking the players, all that. But my guess is Howie Roseman would not be okay with that. Yeah, it'd be like taking know. play calls. But, but I also think you, you spoke about delegation. Like, I mean, obviously, Howie's the GM, Howie scouts players. That is all true. But he also has a scouting staff that goes out there, does it, comes back, and then he decides at the last minute. So, like, yeah, he, so he makes the ultimate decision. Yes, uh, okay, agreed, and, and 100%. That's, and, that's, yes. and that's the problem. He makes the ultimate decision, so he takes the ultimate responsibility. All I'm saying is is that if, if, he, if he was a step back, all right, and just evaluate where he's at, his decision-making would be a heck of a lot easier. And if it, if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. The, the draft in and of itself is a crapshoot. It always has been. It yep. always will be. So – it's not 100% uh, foolproof about 
who are you going to bring in? I mean, sometimes you bring in great talent that has a head case and you, know, you can't deal with it. Yep. And other guys, do you think that, you know, aren't going to be on the top of the sand heap and they end up being pro bowlers? So it happens. Yeah, it you know, does, David, but there are also, and, and amazing calls always, but there are also teams that consistently year after year after year draft better than others. I mean, that's what make great general managers, the Baltimore yeah. Ravens. We talk about it. I mean, it's become like a joke almost. The Ozzie Newsome does it again because Ozzie Newsome did it so many times that it's like, oh, Ozzie, yeah, that guy knows what he's doing, knows what he's looking at. He knows where there's value. He knows what players are going to work in his system. All the stuff that I think is, the the uh, to, to David's point, the weakness in Howie's game, Well, and so I think what, what really makes it hard to defend Howie's draft record is there's clear examples of him flat out being outscouted by other people, right? Like DK Metcalf, everybody in the NFL passed on him once. I get that. But Howie literally took a receiver with the same, supposedly, same type of skill set, like, mm-hmm. just prior to, right? So Howie got that one wrong. He picked it. He did not, like, pick a linebacker there and miss on DK. He picked a receiver. He was wrong about Jalen Reger and Justin Jefferson. No question. He was wrong about that. So, like, there's clear examples of him messing up. Does not mean he's a bad general manager. It means there's been bad moments. It is pretty wild. Really just bad on that though. specific one, the idea that you could look at DK Metcalf and JJ Arthur Whiteside just as people and take JJ. Like, I, I don't even need to see them play football. You take that dude. Right. You take that guy. It's, it's also just as wild to look at Justin Jefferson and Jalen Reger. I mean, Same. Justin Jefferson dominated college football, right? As, like, yes, you and I were all on that bandwagon. The guy had four touchdowns in the national championship yeah. game. No biggie, whatever. Big-time players make big plays in big spots, and Jeff Jefferson does that. You're damn right. 215-592-9494. Let's talk to our good buddy, Ja'Cory. Hey, buddy. What's going on, guys? Hey, what up, man? How you doing? Good, man. Um, First of all, I want to say this. I still believe in Jalen Rager, man. I feel like, you know, Doug and, you know, the offensive, you know, coordinators, they're not using him right like they're supposed to. They want him just to go deep. But actually, you just got to get the ball in his hands. Jet sweep, reverse to, you know, look at what um, Joe Brady is doing out there in Carolina with um, Curtis Samuel. He's lined up in the backfield like a running back, catching all these kind of hands off in the backfield. Like, get him in space. He can run. He has good run after catch. Ability, and I still believe in Jalen Rager. We um, look what, real quick, Jacory. Just for the record, like we're not saying that Jalen Rager won't be a, a good NFL player. We don't know. There yeah. are signs that he could be in some. All we're saying is we feel pretty confident that he's not going to be Justin. I, I'm, for what it's worth, I'm also closer to saying he might not be that good. I'm not there yet, obviously. I, I, yeah, but I'm like, not, I'm not saying he's going to be great, I'm, but I'm, I, I'm leaning that way. Yeah, I'm not out on well, him yet. There've been injuries and stuff, but he's if, not Justin if, Jefferson. If if, if Doug can do this. If you can get, like, Steve Smith to come in and mentor Jalen Rager because they got the same kind of build that me against the world. If he can get that me against the world mentality, I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Also, with Howie, um, I feel like Howie, he's a good gentleman, manner, but he doesn't make the right picks or the right decisions. Like, we could have got an opportunity to get DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, they want a Mount Sanders, but instead of getting a Mount Sanders, I would have given like like two first round picks or a first round pick. I would have traded for Stephon Diggs. I would have took DK Metcalf. You know, I feel like the Javon Hargrave this past um, off season. Well, that was a disaster. Yeah, we've, we've really focused on drafts, but like some of the, I mean, between Javon Hargrave and Nickel Roby Coleman, I mean, those two have been yeah, just well, Nicole Roby Coleman bad picks. Was, less money and all yeah. that, but like still, like big. Hargrave was a major miss so far. Major so far, yeah. And I just got a quick, a couple questions for ESP. Quick, uh, quick, Jacoy, because we're up against um, it. 
is her big plan tomorrow. And have you still watched um, New Jack City yet, man? Oh, I forgot. You know he has. He I yet, forgot. Corey. It's going to be a running theme. But you got another besides her big, or was that your only other one? Yeah, is Herbig playing tomorrow? If Herbig doesn't play tomorrow, put Jack Driscoll at right guard. All right, thanks I, for the call, Jacory. I agree with that. I'd put Driscoll at guard. I do think it'll be Pryor, um, and I think that— Over they, Opeta, even though it's on the other yes, side? Yes, I, I think so. Um, I think Herbig—Doug was uh, not really committal on that this week. I don't have a great read on the situation, to, to be honest. I don't want to just say something to say it, but I, I do think that there's a shot Herbig plays for sure. But either way— I mean, uh, Samala being back will be big regardless. Yeah, it, hel- it, it helps, assuming—I mean— Hopefully he's not rusty. And look, no Miles Garrett for for Cleveland. That alone makes the offensive line better. What's amazing is we're halfway through the show, and that's the first time the word Cleveland's coming uh, Yeah, it's a great point. Yeah. All right, coming up next, we'll get in the game a little bit, too. Do we I mean, have to. Not really. Okay. Not too much. But if people want to call about the game, we will certainly take those calls, especially if there are people out there. Because on this station this week, both Ray Dinger and Shio Kapadia, two people who are smarter about football than I am, and, and Elliot and a lot of people are, both took the Eagles to win this game. And... I just can't get myself there. So if you think the Eagles got a shot, tell us why at 215-592-9494. And, of course, is Howie Roseman a good general manager? It's Elliot. It's James. We're coming right back. But, of course, as I told you before, so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us and have set up their accounts and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. And like you, we all love the home teams. So that's why we go with the home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook is right here in Bucks County. That means your action, your money, they're safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. It's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania, the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Bet with the best. You can bet on any game on the slate tomorrow. Any game going on today, you can bet on. You can bet on the score at halftime, how many touchdowns a player will throw. Anything you can think of, it is there. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. And some games I like, I mentioned it before, I love Miami minus four at Denver. I think that's a, a no-brainer. Kansas City minus eight at Las Vegas. Put those two together in a parlay. You're going to be winning money. Again, download the Parks Casino Sportsbook app, and here's a deal you get. Sign up now, and you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P-A-R-X-Casino.com slash P-A. The website has all the details. Risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. It is Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. You can listen to us all day. You know, you know, I will say this, that you know, we talk about Doug, Howie, and Carson a lot. Obviously, everyone that listens have an, has an opinion about him. Everyone at the station does. All Eagles fans everywhere. Of all the people to defend, like, I, I'm not a fan of defending Howie. For the like, I, <laughs> like, I understand, you know, like, the, how frustrated maybe you would be and people mm-hmm. listening. But, like, it's just how I feel. Like, I'm not even saying he's a great general manager. He's just... He's a good general manager. Like you have to give him credit where credit is due. This does not please me to say this, right? Like I enjoy def- I enjoy defending Doug. I think Doug is a great head coach. All those things. Like I, I I feel very passionately about that. This is more just I have to be honest about how I feel. This is not so much me like 
in Howie's corner, like fighting for my guy. Like I, I think this <laughs> I like is, the, I'm happy you clarified that. Just, I just want to be clear out there, you know? <laughs> guys. So, I don't like Howie that much. Yeah, I just like, I think he's been going a little too be, far. I just have to it. be honest. I mean, I, well, think, I appreciate that. We we I would hope you would be, and we never lie to the Go Birds listeners. We never do. We're we're wrong to the Go Birds listeners <laughs> sometimes, but it certainly never yes. comes from a place of me, lying. Me especially. So two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four coming up. Later this segment, we'll get to Elliot's player to watch for tomorrow. And again, we haven't talked much Eagles-Browns. Not a not a lot of hype into this one. No. I'm surprised they're only three-point underdogs, to be honest. like I Still, felt, too. Still. And yeah. it's gone, like, even when I've seen it move, it's moving more to two and a half than to three and a half from what I, you know, it's at three now at Parks, uh, if you want to bet on it. But, I like, and that's a good sign that tells me, you know, it's always good when, when the, the line kind of, surprises you that way but I mean I thought that like going in just cold I would have thought the Browns would be somewhere between a five and six point like a five or six point five and a half six somewhere in that range like I never expected it to be this small line they're still the Browns they are and I still think we should take a step back like we are with Howie and realize the fact that the Eagles are underdogs to the Browns right now it's pretty crazy it really is a sign. Is. That, you know, it's not a point in the Howie corner no no it's a point in none of their corners correct so not great um I still can't get a feel on this game. I just think when when I look at it, the part of me that thinks they're going to lose is just because because they've stunk yeah, so like, hard. I don't trust them to come out and play well. Uh, the Browns, especially, are a team you can't fall behind because they will run the ball. They will like, just run it. They'll down run it no throat. matter what, but they'll control the clock. And the issue is, like going into these games, I just don't trust the Eagles' offense to get into the high twenties. And I do think the Browns will get at least like twenty one, twenty four points. Well, and also something you just brought up, but something we talk about every week is there are those games where. To, especially with the Browns in the running game where you want to get an early lead, right? Kind of be able mm-hmm. to play from in front. This team doesn't do that. <laughs> this team just comes out slow every single week. So that, that's that the, makes it tougher too. That is the one thing I can't defend Doug on. Like the slow starts are such a notch against him. Like every week, I mean, every week I'm on the pregame show when I call in with uh, Glenn Mack now and Ike Reese and, you know, Joe Giglio and we'll talk and it's, you know, this is the week that they're going to come out and send a statement. And then, Every week, a half hour after that show ends, we're sitting there and going, well, that was not this week. <laughs> like, every time, like, every week from, from Monday to Saturday, you talk yourself into saying, this is the week the Eagles come out and get things rolling. And then not only do they not play well, they immediately make it clear this is not the week. And <laughs> know, that right? falls on Doug. Like, it has, it to. has it's, to. It's him being out coached during the week. Yep. I do think they play hard for Doug. But if he was a coach that I didn't think they play hard for, this would be a very thing, easy thing to point to in saying that, well, they come out and get – Obliterated to start the game each week. Totally. Like they don't look prepared to play. Yeah, even I believe and well, they like are, but. you watch a team like the Dolphins, who you know I'm a huge Brian Flores fan. Oh, I wonder and, why you picked the Dolphins. Yeah, and I think they're a good football team, but a team that, first of all, like not a, a roster that's like way better than Eagles or anything like that. I think they got a lot of good young pieces and something to be excited about. But they're a team that when you watch them, they they just feel crisp and tight, and yeah. like they play well and they execute they execute that was so great in 2017 it's yes the team was super talented yes Wentz was amazing all that but they executed they came out and they just took it to teams and they played smart football Mm -hmm. and that is something that I miss what really sticks out to me from last week was I think the Eagles I forget how many penalties they had in the first half maybe it was like seven or eight or something and Doug said to the halftime reporter at Fox and I apologize I forget her name we have to stop the penalties like the penalties have to stop First play of the yep. second half yep. Yep. on the kickoff, yep. they get a penalty. Like that does not bode well for Doug. And I, I still think Doug is an elite head coach. I just do. Like I could be wrong. I'm open to the idea of being wrong. But there, there are things that you look at and you go, this is what a poorly coached team would do. Mm-hmm.
215-592-9494. So if you want to talk Eagles-Browns, we'll, we'll definitely take those calls, especially if, if you're optimistic about tomorrow. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to have that yeah, <laughs> injected that well. into me because I could go for a little optimism as well. Yeah, sad James is... Uh, it's, it's, uh, it, I don't like sad James. No. Happy James. Look, all version of James is a good James, but let me tell you, as somebody that deals with him both on the air and behind the scenes, you won optimistic games. <laughs> like optimistic It's just more fun games. when we start the pod, and he's like, I don't know, Elliot. I think they're winning this It's week. my natural self. Exactly. Like, that is the true me. Which is and a good it, quality. Yeah, when it gets beaten down, that's tough. Two on five, five, well, nine, two. This team will do it They will do it to you. 94-94. Let's go to Fort Washington and talk to D. D, you're on WIP. Gentlemen, gentlemen, how are you? Hey, what up, man? How you doing? Okay, James and all the rest of the people that think Howie's not good, not a good GM, I want to I want to do this. Let's play this game. Please. You guys are the GM, mm-hmm. and you lay out your team. You give me the roster, and I say, okay, I want to scratch out four of your linemen. I want to scratch out two of your wide receivers. I want to scratch out two of your your tight ends, and I'm going to do this all year, and I want to see how you do. And not only that, I'm going to do this for two or three years, and then I want to scratch your quarterback out for a few years, yeah. different times. And then your 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 coach is going to do brain farts, and your quarterback can't even uh, complete a, a, a wide out pass, or swing pass. Mm. And I want you. And then not only am I going to you're going to change your your medical team two years or two different times. Right, but who's that on? Like, who's in charge of of hiring the right medical team? Who's in charge of putting the right people in those positions so that we don't have you this don't happen know year after year? The right people are not until you give them a chance, and then they prove that they're not. I mean, but the evidence has shown the last few years that that it hasn't been the right people or or and, whatever and they're so doing I, is something I think, wrong. I think you actually it's you're a, making a good point for Howie, which is they, hold on, re- really quick. You're you're making a good point for Howie, which is this team is deeper than people give it credit for, right? The fact that they could even field a semi competent team with all these injuries. But where I will blame Howie for that is he is also the one that brings in older players up until this year. And and I'm not finished. Okay, now that I've scratched out your good players, I'm going to bring in people off the street, and they're going to be very good players. So well, not only it's that, like I carried I, away. I, I mean, Travis Fulgham, What? Who else brought in off the street is a very good player. Greg, Greg Ward, I think. Greg Ward. Greg Ward's Greg a Ward. nice player. Like, you yeah. have players that came off the street that have produced for this team. Going yeah. over to the Dow Morey, he was a hamstring pull away from going to the championship. Yes. It was not his fault. I that agree. They, sh- they shot over. 27 in the fourth quarter. I'm with you. You're now you're That's arguing my side here. You're coming to my side, dude. You just swung it around there. Listen, now, uh, Doc Rivers, it's not his fault that the top two free agents they bring go 0 for the fourth quarter in the, in, the, in the two games when they lost. It's not his fault. So I think D, great call. I think the takeaway from D is blame players in these situations. Yes. He's saying blame the players. But, it's but, never the GM's fault. Do you fault. see what you did there with Daryl Morey? He said they were a hamstring pull away from getting the finals. You were like, absolutely. I mean, they were. But, okay, Theor- yeah. you know, like, I agree with you. Yeah. But why is Howie not afforded that same? Like Howie, I said Howie won a Super Bowl. Like, but but, but you but you brush it over a little bit. Like you brush it over as lucky. You just brush that over, but Daryl Morey. I think it was a lot away, of like luck. A, yeah, look, I'm not saying look. Well, Daryl Morey would kill for that luck, is my point. Like, <laughs> I, I think they're both I, good again. I think managers. the biggest issue is the NBA versus NFL of it all. Like, it is a different thing. 
Daryl Morey did what he did without ever having a high draft pick, without ever being able to build around young players who are these superstar type players, you know, that type of stuff. They never had to do that. Like he found ways to win on the margins and it is much harder to do that in the NBA. And it's much harder to get over the top when they're teams like the Warriors every year. And, Mm -hmm. and you know, before that, the the heat with LeBron and then, you know, blah, 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 blah. The Bulls back in the day. Like it's just, that's what the NBA is. You're excited about Daryl Morey, right? Yes. Yes. I can tell. And I think you should be. And a lot of people are. You're excited because of his resume and what you know. No, 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 no. I'm excited because because of of him. Yes. Because he is his resume. I mean, I get, I get your point that you can, you know, go in between I, the lines. I, see, right? I think you're boiling it down to to specific achievements and trying to put achievement versus achievement when what those achievements were and what it took to get to those achievements mm-hmm. are completely different processes and completely different things. Well, yeah, they're different sports. But but my point is that, like, Maury, if, if again, if Howie came in with his resume, you would be excited about Howie. Like, if, if like they hired somebody else with the same resume, you would be on the show, we would be on the pod saying, look, they got they got rid of Howie, but they brought in a general manager that won a Super Bowl three years ago. Right, that but, if, always I, but in the then if we looked at his draft record, looked at this, there would, we would still you be could upset. You do the same with Maury. Like Maury's draft record is good. It's not like amazing. Well, he's never picking at the top. I mean, it, the I fact mean, that he gets is, the guys is not picking at the top. It's very, very different often. in the NBA and NFL. You know that in the NBA, yes. like there are very few super outside the top fifteen. Right, it's much more. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Northeast Philly and talk to Kenny. Hey, Kenny. Good afternoon. How are you? Hey, what up, man? How you doing? Listen, I was just saying, out of out of since since 2000, right, the year 2000, they've dominated the East, the Eagles. Okay, which is the strongest division in football? I mean, even though they're <laughs> well, now playing it's the terrible, worst, it's the worst division of all time this year. But yeah, sure. Yeah, this year, but nobody has gone to. Well, the Super let, Bowl. let's be real though. Historically, sure, like in terms of Super Bowl wins, but like. The Andy Reid-dominated NFC East were not great. Like, the Eagles were a great team, but the, it was not like they were going up against juggernauts. In the, in I'm the also not division. sure I would agree they've dominated the division over the last 20 years. They've well, probably been the best team, but I don't but, think— But look at—okay, let's look at it from a business standpoint. Yeah, look, the Giants look have the won money. two Super Bowls in the last 20 years, if we want to be real about it. Yeah. But look at the money that they've brought into Philadelphia with the playoffs, with the, with the T-shirts, the pennants, the, the playoff uh, games. The TV appearances. What does that they brought matter? money into Philadelphia. Okay, yeah, I agree. But, but, but I, what's your what's, what's your point? the point? What well, is that? my point is that they don't have a chance to get a a ball a, a game changing uh, player out of out of their drafts because they're always drafted in twenty eight. Well, they had 29th. A, they had a chance this I mean, year in twenty one. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, they yeah, could have gotten I'm the best just, receiver in the draft at 21. So, so, Kenny. so what they have to do, so what Rossman has to do, he has to go to and, and pick up Owens and pay big money for him. Or he has to pick up Tate and pick up, right. you know, somebody like Golden Tate to pay, and pay big money. And they're all injured receivers and this and that. I mean, now. Kenny, Kenny I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, that was, I well, have literally I, no idea well, what he's I trying see to his say. Po- his point at the I end. didn't. What's his point? His point I didn't at the see end at was all. the poor drafting record causes Howie to have to go out. Now, Howie, that's on Howie, right? I mean, I, yes, for sure. Yeah. But that's, that's, I guess, what his point was. And uh, look, the <laughs> well, revenue it's thing. Kind of a weird point. He, he got abound it in a, a bit of a uh, roundabout way, but I mean, that does factor in. We were just talking during the break how, like, if you're Jeffrey Lurie. Sure. And if you're, you're another owner. making process, sure. I mean, like, you know, the Browns are an extreme example. But, like, the Browns would kill for Howie Roseman. Well, they got him. Man. They got Andrew Barry. They got we'll Howie see. Roseman yeah. light, right? Yeah, we'll 215-592-9494. Let's go to Ian and Woodbury. Yo, Ian. Hey, how we doing, guys? Yo, what up, man? How you doing? Good. First time calling in. So oh, really nice, excited man. to talk to everybody. Oh, um, thank, you. thank you for so calling. So I got, I, got, I got two thoughts. 
one on Howie. So I think I think Howie and both Doug, well, mainly Howie, when he stepped away, when Chip sort of exiled him, he got a little little taste of humble pie, and then he won a Super Bowl. And I think he's got a little little full of himself there. I think he needs a little bit more of that humble pie. I'm so with and you, Ian. I, I, I think you're hitting I, I on would, something important here. I would I, agree, I agree with that. Yeah, and with Doug as well, like Doug, Doug's a great guy. I think great, great leader of men. But you know, I think he did lose a lot in that Super Bowl year, and he also, I think, you know, fell himself a little bit too. And you know, what's working is working right now, and we'll keep that same blueprint. But like you guys know, the NFL changes year to year to year, and you can't just keep laying out the same game plan and your strategy moving forward. So I feel as if they they both need a little gut check there and a little little taste of reality. Um, and then my point about this week, I do think we beat the Browns. Ooh. And the only reason we're going to, I think, is if we run that horse in the backfield. Because Miles looked so good last mm-hmm. week. He was ah. in the hole so hard. Totally. So hard. And I think that was the best I've seen him run this year, um, like consistently between the tackles. I mean, he looked fired up. He looked ready uh, to prove, you know, who he really is. So I think strong running game. This week, I think Miles Garrett being out really helps us. I think Carson settles down a bit. He's just trying to do too much. Like, simplify the game plan. And I know what you shouldn't have to simplify the game plan with yes. the, you know, $135 million quarterback. <laughs> but you're right, Ian. You're right. Simplify it. Run the ball. We've got plenty of weapons now. It's just like another caller said, get the ball in Rager's hands. Show him what he can do because he's an athlete. You know, I mean, Ian, Ian, really good call. Really call, more, call more off, man. That was a really good call. I'm, I'm happy he brought up that point because I was thinking about this a few days ago and forgot to uh, to tell you. Like, so he said, simplify it for Carson. I think you would probably agree. Like, yes, you don't want to have to do that, but that's what you do for a struggling mm-hmm. quarterback. Sure. Is it and possible? Nothing else. Run the ball more. I mean, that it, that point that he's making. You know, I've made that to right. you a ton. Is it possible that we're seeing an unimaginative offense because Doug feels he has to like dumb it down for Carson? I, 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 we don't know, right? We don't know. Well, he's I, I, he's talked about having to do that. Like you, you know, when when a, he said like when a quarterback's struggling, he was asked when a quarterback's struggling, what do you do to make things better well, for him? And he said, you, sure, but you what he's doing isn't play. working. Like so, like maybe again, I, I think the bigger issue is is not about simplifying things; it's about putting Carson in positions to be successful, doing things that Carson is comfortable with. Again, mm-hmm. we talked about this last week, but the ideal. Shio Kapadia said a couple of weeks ago on, on the Midday Show that you know he thought they should let Carson call a game, essentially, like or at and least like help kind of construct the game plan and be a big part of that. And I think that makes sense. Like, like put I know a lot of you hear stories all the time about offensive coordinators coming in, going to their quarterback and saying, like, give me your 15 favorite plays, man. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll mix stuff in. I'll I think that that is the bigger issue more than the simplified. I, I do think it's really hard right now, though, to put Carson in a position to be good. Like, I think that's a very challenging thing because of how he's playing. You know, look, we we disagree. I think that, that they're one and the same. Like, it's a chicken or egg thing, right? Yeah. Like, is it Carson being bad and Doug can't do stuff because of it? Or is Doug not doing enough to put Carson in positions where he could be better? Happy I'm not the one that has to make the decision. <laughs> Either way, just run the ball a little more. If nothing else, and that's, like, c- contrasting to what this is this week. Like, I don't think Kevin Stefanski is someone, at least from history, where he's like a run the ball down everyone's throat all the time type of coach or believer in mm-hmm. that. It's just he came into a situation where he's like, all right, I got two of the 12 best running backs in football on a solid offensive line. Let's run the ball. You know, like, let's play to our strengths. I want Doug to, even if it's not ideal, to play to his strengths more. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
I, I would agree with that assessment. Look, and what's weird is even though I think Miles is probably having a down year, I do think he's looked really good. Me too. And and to to Ian's point, in that last game, I thought he looked great. And that he looks was, explosive. Yeah. And and and, the, and again, whatever issues the offensive line has had in passing pass block, which have been horrible, they've been pretty solid in, in run, run blocking. Block. Yep. So I think play into that. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. All right, Elliot, it is time. Teased it before. Elliot Shore Parks' player to watch this week. It is brought to you by your local Tri-State Toyota dealers, proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles, Browns, who are we watching tomorrow? I have not chosen this guy all year, and I think it just speaks to kind of how invisible he's been at times, but he can be a game changer, and that's Fletcher Cox. I think going into tomorrow, you need him to have a huge game for two big reasons. First, you just mentioned it. They run the ball a lot. Fletcher, I know it's on the linebackers, Javon Hargrave, it's a team effort. Fletcher is a type of talent that can single-handedly disrupt the run game. Yep. Right? right up the middle. I think that the both the running backs they have, Chubb is very dynamic, but they prefer to go between the tackles. They're not like super shifty Certainly speed Chubb backs. does, for yeah. sure. So I, I think you need him in that regard. But you also need him to collapse his pocket on Baker Mayfield. When Baker is at his best, like, like all quarterbacks, but especially Baker, he's got a clean pocket. He can just sit back there. He can be accurate. He has not been as accurate as people thought coming out of Yeah, that of was his thing, right? Coming right. in was like the most accurate guy ever. That right. has not been the case. But Baker does let games snowball on him. Well, you've seen that this year. Fletcher can Fletcher can dominate the middle. He can stop the run game. He can get Baker off of his game. Like Fletcher, you need a big game out of him tomorrow. This is where, like, because you pay him all that money, he's supposed to be the best player on the defense. You really need that from him. I love that. I co-sign it. Like Fletcher has been a disappointment. He has flashed at times, but a disappointment this season, particularly in the last game against the Giants. I thought. Maybe his worst game of the season was was invisible. Not, in a not a lot of big plays. Like no, when you're watching and, the game, and, it's easy to forget he's out. There. And like you said, he is the type of player who can blow up yep. offensive plays consistently. They need that dude against the Browns on Sunday. So with you there, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's Go Birds Radio. It's Elliot. It's James. Don't go anywhere. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer coming your way till 3 o'clock. The legend, Robbie E., Rob Ellis. After Temple that. Made. So don't go anywhere, huh? Temple made, right? Temple, you're damn right. Bunch of owls It's, it's all we do here. Yeah, exactly. It's Owls right. Nation up in here. <laughs> I got two degrees from Temple. How about that? Good for you. We got three total on the show. Look at this. This is a Temple made show right here. I got a degree in... I don't even really remember what it was in. <laughs> I, broadcast journalism, actually. It wasn't. It wasn't broadcast journalism, but I have a, a master's degree. How about that? I guess that's why you're, you know, <laughs> the one, the master. Who thunk it? I did. I did make my wife call me master for like a week. It didn't work out well. Yeah, that's two. <laughs> seems <laughs> not a path. To go down. She has a yeah. master's degree too, so I didn't really have much great ground to stand on there. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Is Harry Roseman a good GM? And we're also talking a little Eagles Browns as it gets. Uh, Leading up for tomorrow right here on this station at 1 o'clock. Let's go back out to the phones and go to Southwest Philly and talk to Tony. Yo, Tone. Tony! Tony not ready. We'll come not back ready. to Tony. I guarantee Alex will be ready. Hey, Alex. Hey. Um, you know, Made me look good. To- Thank you. That was perfect. Okay. <laughs> going, into, going into 2017, I saw people picking, you know, real national people saying the Eagles would go 5-11. and 11. My point is, they won that Super Bowl because of Doug Peterson and Nick Foles. And my point is, in 2018, for 11 weeks, I heard on every radio show, uh, Doug Peterson, Mike Groh, 
offensive line, you know, play calling, slow starts, all being blamed when they started five and six with Wentz in 2018. And, and every every week we'd hear, you know, they're missing Riot, they're missing this guy. Then all of a sudden Nick Foles takes over the same exact team and versus the hardest part of the schedule, magically all those issues go away. Mm-hmm. The slow starts, Doug Peterson not knowing what he's doing, Grow being terrible. Remember, they scored 30 points before the fourth quarter in L.A., that same Ram team that made it to the Super Bowl in 2018. Foles the next week throws for 500 yards versus second. I can guarantee you right now, if Nick Foles was the starting quarterback this year with the Eagles, they'd be 7-2 and two right now. And mm. last year, they would have nah, You're absolutely wrong, Alex. Ooh, I, like, I like it. Alex, this team is bad. They're a bad roster, man. And Foles took over the same team and made a playoff run. First of all, I'm not here to hate Nick Foles. I think Nick Foles is amazing. I love Nick Foles. But... But to say that Nick Foles with this offensive line and this roster around him would be seven and two is asinine. Like, I, I that's crazy. Right, seven and two is strong, but crazy. I, I think his what point you, is Carson that Carson went single-handedly lost to the Redskins, couldn't beat the Bengals, lost to the Rams, all because he couldn't even just be average. An average quarterback wins those games. Not only he threw turnovers, dude. dude Nick Foles can barely keep a job in Chicago. Yeah, they're in they're Chicago. clamoring for Mitch Trubisky, he man. Plays, he only plays well in Philadelphia. Oh, what a ridiculous he only plays statement. Well with Doug Peterson. Okay. Well, it's right. the statement is. It's true. I mean, he, he does. But, Nick Foles is a better but quarterback. But again, to too. assume that Nick Foles coming back with this roster would be would be yeah, great. Seven, seven and two is strong. Every, problems in 2000. What are you talking about, roster? Zach Ertz, uh, all these guys played the first. This roster stinks. Alex, four. they're older. They're worse. Like this roster Wait, stinks, oh, man. Older in 2018 when Wentz went five and six, and Nick Foles took over the same exact team that made a playoff run. And then what about last year when Wentz started five and seven with the roster pick to make the Super Bowl? Remember the offensive line last year, the first twelve games was fully healthy. The first twelve games, you had Zach Ertz, you had Dallas Goddard, you had Sanders and went started five and seven with the roster that everyone said was by far their best roster, the most depth. That's what we heard all offseason, right? What did Wentz do? Did mm-hmm. the same thing he did in 2018, start five and six. Wait, wait, hold on. What I'm saying is Carson Wentz this year has single handedly, not just this year, but overall single handedly wound this franchise. I, 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 I actually think we have found a, and thanks for the cogs, a bigger Carson Wentz hater than Elliot Short Park. It, what are the odds? It happened, folks. We it, did it. Alex all- and Queens. It's always interesting to, like, as the caller calls in and you can slowly start to tell whether he's pro or anti-Wentz. That one was pretty clear right off the jump. Right off the jump. I, look, I, I the think New York s- accent didn't help him seven too much. And two I'll say is, that. Seven and two is strong. It's strong with Foles. <laughs> yeah, you think? But a lot of his points were fair and accurate. I mean, like, that the team has played better with, with Foles out absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, like, it, at times and stuff, for well, sure. At, but, at all times. Well, Except, not at I guess, all times. Yes, it, again, right. it's a much smaller sample size, too. And, it's really, and also the first two games of, yes. of 2018, it wasn't like that was great or whatever. So, look, Foles, as obviously I will never denigrate the guy. He played the greatest game and the biggest game in the history of the franchise. I love him. He's my dude. But we can't be blind to what Nick Foles is and has been and, and can't just assume he would step in and be awesome because he is not well, many but times. I, I think one reason you could assume he would be better here than in Chicago is, like, we've seen him here. And I, I get your point about the roster being different. But to take Foles' name out of it, just on a larger scale, like, it's why even though I, I have my concerns about Carson as a franchise moving forward, like I said to you earlier during the break, I'd be worried to trade him to San Francisco. Like, like a fit matters a lot for a player. And Doug can be a really good head coach, and it's possible Carson could be a really good quarterback, but together they might just not complement each other. And they're both making each other worse because of it. Tony in Southwest Philly. Tone. Gentlemen, what's up? What up, man? How you doing? You guys are so good. I love it. <laughs> on a Saturday, when y'all can do this on a Saturday, y'all are great. Okay? Thank you, man. You're I really far too kind, that. Tony. Thank you, You know sir. what I mean? But let me interject with the Carson. It's not Carson. Tell right. him, Tony. Well, That's I mean, what I'm I, saying. I, I Tell him. I was waiting for you to convince me. Go ahead. When you can make a baseball throw, 
okay? There's only four guys I know in the league right now that can make that throw. Yeah, but, but okay, but even if that's true, like, why does that matter? He's not an accurate it, passer. It, it matters. It matters because you see things differently. But he's not. But Carson is not an accurate passer. You see things differently. That's all I'm saying. I'm not coming at you. Okay. No, I'm just curious. Like, so you're talking about a specific type of throw. You're saying the way I'm talking about when you see something and I can make that side on throw. Remember when Mahomes switched it to his left hand? Yep. And it wasn't even a good throw. It wasn't good at all. But it hit his target. Hit the target, man. And I think Carson Wentz is a good guy. That just he just get it he just ain't getting it yet. But I guarantee you, when he's his thirties, I guarantee you he'll be a great player. Yeah, look, well, look, my concern with Carson, and to your point about you know the sidearm throw in Mahomes, like that's what makes Carson such an interesting guy to watch yeah. and evaluate because he can make two or three plays a game where you're like, wow, not a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, like that. yeah, but and the not a issue lot of players wow you like that, right? Today. No, that's true. But the issue is, and to your point about him being better in the thirties, like. His fatal flaw to me, it's not the turnovers. It's not like his football knowledge. It's not, it's his accuracy. Like you have got to be a more accurate passer than Carson minute, is to minute. succeed. He got a side on throw and he got a long arm. If that means anything to you. It does, but like he can't make basic throws. Like even when you just watch him, like even completion sometimes on these screen passes or over the middle, like guys are stretching out, they're leaning down. Like it really makes is it, it hard. Or is it them? It's him. I mean, we don't know. The, well, I mean, it could be. Place. It could be the route. It could be. I mean, there's a lot okay, of stuff. Okay, these are not guys. I, I, these I, 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 agree with you totally. I agree with you totally. But I think if he, let me tell you something. You grow up on a certain people. As I grow up as a carpenter, I grew up with some certain people. Certain people ain't like that person that you that mentored you. Mm-hmm. And now I think Doug Peter. Okay, we won the Super Bowl. That's it. No, it's not that. You grew up in the Grand Holmgren and and Andy Reid. But guess what? You're not that product. That could throw right. You had out in the field throwing a side on throw, and I'm telling you, this guy's going to be good. He has to go through it, though. Tony, great call. Look, I, I look. I, you know, we are on different sides of the Carson debate, and yeah. we're not going to get into I'm it. I'm on but the right side. Yeah, yeah. I look. Now. I definitely think there is a question of if Doug and Carson are yeah. at work together. I think that's a, a big question. And look, to his point, I do think there is something with Doug where, and you've said this before too, where Doug believes in his offense, to Super Bowl winning an offense yeah. and all that. Like, I do think Doug can be a little stubborn with this stuff and not say like, all right, yeah, that, super, that won an, a Super Bowl, but that was three years ago. The NFL is completely different now. Like, I need to do different things. I need to change it up. I need to not rely on that thing that worked before and revolutionize it and, and innovate and all that. And I do think that is something you can say about Doug that we need to see him do more. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think another question and i don't know if i know the answer to this i'll throw it to you like is carson worth changing your offense for like i get that you have to so it kind of doesn't matter like again I, this is but- forget carson my point is is doug needs to change his offense because everything changes in the nfl like okay, no single offense right. is going to work every year forever like you need to keep adding it that's the thing that andy reed like the the best thing Andy Reid has done is Andy Reid has been the most creative and he keeps mm-hmm. looking at the college game, the high school game. What are people doing? And infusing that stuff into what he does and consistently changing his offense. It's not the old Andy Reid offense we knew before. It's a completely different yeah. thing. So, and I know Patrick Mahomes makes it easier to run all and all that, but I do think that one complaint about Doug that is fair is he does need to be more willing to, to change things that maybe have worked in the past but might not work in the future. I think that's fair. I think that is that is a fair criticism of Doug. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Jimmy, how are you, sir? James Elliot, good day, fellas. What up, man? How you doing? Good day, Jimmy. Uh well, uh, 
you know, I've been thinking about a lot of things regarding this team. But uh, right now, one of the things that perplexes me is uh, the the state of the kicking game. Um, when I watched Jake Elliott early on in the season, he didn't look like he was real sharp. I remember him missing an extra point here or there, or missing field goals that were within his range. And I thought, I you know, I just thought, well, maybe the guy hasn't rounded in the form yet, but. When I see him booting them into the kickoffs into the end zone time after time again, I'm starting to wonder if the guy's got the yips, especially the way Doug avoids them. Well, kicker, I mean, as you, you might know, not know this, Jimmy, but we actually have a, a almost professional yeah, kicker with true. us here, Elliot Shore Parks, a, a kicking expert. Yes, I did win the media field goal competition twice. So I, <laughs> I agree. I'm happy to talk shop here about kicking. But <laughs> Look, what I'd say about Jake Elliott is I think that he's shown he's made a lot of big kicks for them, right? So I can see – I think Doug still does have confidence in him. I just think kickers, it goes quick sometimes, and it, hopefully it comes back. Like, he's not at the point where you have to bench him or cut him, and contractually you really can't. But I agree. Like, for a team that's not very good, that is going to be in a lot of close games, having questions about your kicker is not uh, – you know, it's not reassuring. It's not whatsoever. ideal. Yeah. yeah, it's not ideal. Well, one of the, uh, I don't know, maybe this game's passed me by and I'm stuck in the past, but when I remember, you know, you're a weaker team going against an obvious juggernaut and you still want to win the game, there were certain things you had to do. One of them is you had to control the ball. You had to grind time off the clock. Usually that was accomplished by running the ball. You had to control your field position, and that had a lot to do with the special teams in the kicking game. And and he had to avoid mistakes. Uh, and what I haven't seen any of that, and I would like to see more of that from our team, especially going in against teams that are superior to them, at least on paper. Uh, I would like to so see more <laughs> common sense football and uh, a little bit less of the, uh, hey, it's still 2017, we dictate how the game's going to go. Because quite frankly – I think all of our credit from 2017 is gone, and from here on out, it's cash and carry only. Jimmy, yeah. great call, as always. Yeah, look, I, the, the question about 2017 is really the key question with this team, right? Because we can debate Howie Roseman, and we have on this show, and we do over text message, right? Like We certainly debate this team. Mm -hmm. But it's Jeffrey Lurie that has to decide, like, how much does – Howie and Doug, what they did in 2017, and Carson, frankly. Like, how much does that still matter? Like, how much does he believe they can turn it around? And I don't know what the answer to that is. I, I'm not one of these people that says you have to clean shop. You have to fire Doug or Howie. You have to trade Carson. Like, I'm not there with it. I don't think we have definitive answers on any of them. It's just a very tough decision about, like, do you give it another year? Do you pull the plug too early instead of too late? Like, it just, it's very tough. It is. And look, again, and while I agree with Jimmy, like, I am at the point where I'm, I'm, you know, ready. No, I'll never be at the point to move on from 2017. I'm one of the, as you know, I, flags fly forever. Like is. I will always talk about. It. I was always be the one of the pinnacles of my life. But like I do think we are finally reaching the point where it feels fair to start to, you know, not always use that as the excuse for people. Where it's it's part of it still has to be part of the conversation. I get it. It happened and it wasn't that long ago. But I think we're starting to move to the point where it's like, all right, it's not a sole excuse. You can't just say, oh, yeah. he won the Super Bowl, and that be the excuse for. Why well, it'll be he's three, great or this great, great or whatever. It'll be three full seasons by yeah, the time. Yeah, this year's and to over. your point, like Jeffrey Laurie, it's 
What's going on, on inside that dude's mind is is ultimately the single most important thing, and none of us can know. And it's complicated. I mean, look, if you decide to move on from Howie, does that mean the new, the new GM gets to hire the head coach? If you it's move a great on, point. If you K- move quarterback, on, all that stuff. Right. Like, do, yeah. Do you hire a head coach for Carson? It's a, gr- you know, it's like, it's a great if, point. If you do that and Carson's not what you thought, like that sets the team back too. So that's why I just – I personally believe they'll all be back. But, I mean, look – this team, there's what five, well, six there's, games yeah, there's left, seven so games left. We'll, we'll see. So. Yeah. They, you know, a lot could change, but I do yeah. think as of right now, they would probably bring bring all three back. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. One more segment to go. Rob Ellis. After that, it's Elliot. It's James. It's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you one more time that so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us and have set up their accounts and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. And like you, we all love the home teams. That's why we go with our home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. Our team at Parks Casino Sportsbook is right here in Bucks County. That means your action, your money. It's safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. It's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. The Parks Casino Sportsbook app, bet with the best. You can bet on any game on the slate. You can bet on games today. You can bet on how many points a team will have at halftime, how many yards someone will have, anything and everything. And, of course, there are some lines I really like tomorrow. Miami, minus four at Denver. Love Miami in that game. I love Kansas City, minus eight at Las Vegas. I love Green Bay, plus two at Indy. I think they win that game outright. So many great games to bet on. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com. Slash PA and use our promo code GoBirds. That's G O B I R D S to get your risk free bet of up to $500. Again, that's P A R X casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Risk free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. Final segment for us, Rob Ellis, coming up next. It's Elliot, it's James, it's GoBirds Radio presented by Parks. Sportsbook and Casino. Let's squeeze as many calls in as we can before we get out of here. Let's go to the Northeast and talk to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing? Mike Fuji. Hey, Mike. Good to talk to you, man. How you been? Good. Looking forward to having you guys on the show coming up with Broad Broad Street South Sports Talk. (laughs) Nice, man. Yeah, anytime. Anytime. Down in Tampa. It's good stuff. Some Eagles fans down in Tampa. Yes, sir. Um, My question is today, it's just about Carson. Do you think it's the thing is, is it Scangarillo? Is it Marty Morningwig? Is it Doug's play calling? I mean, I think it's know, like a, the, a perfect storm of yeah, all. Yeah, I think it's a combination. I think, look, it, first and foremost, I mean, I don't think Doug's play calling has been great, but I've said forever that I think Doug's one of those people who needs someone like a Reich with him, someone he trusts, someone who's smart, and they can kind of. I think he's a collaborator, and I don't think he's had... First of all, he hasn't got to choose his people mm-hmm. around him, which says something. Not but great. Yeah, but I think that he needs someone around him to, to bring the best out in him. I mean, do you think between plus uh, Press Taylor, do you think there's just too many cooks in the kitchen with this offense? There might be. Well, I think the other issue is, like... <laughs> Let's be honest. We have no idea if the cooks are any good. Like, yeah, Scan- I mean, Scan- yeah, right. Scan- Gorilla, Skin Gorilla got fired from Denver, right? Like, like, Doug's the only one who's got. I mean, Marty's been around a while, but you know, what I mean, like, yeah, like so. You know, I guess I do think there is something to there being too many cooks, right? I do think that is true, but I, I think also like there wasn't too many cooks in the kitchen when Frank Reich was here and Grow was here. like, you know, all those exactly. it worked. It worked fine then. I think it's more the the coaches that they've hired more so than uh than the you know there being too many of them. 
you also think, I mean, we know we got seven games left of the season. I mean, you guys see any drastic changes coming in after this season? Mike, great question. Thanks for the call, as always, my friend. Look, I, th- that's the question, right? Like, yeah. And I think, I think it depends on how this plays out. Like, if they lose out or something and they look horrible in doing it, then, yeah, I think there's a much better chance of drastic changes. If they turn it around a little bit and and win a bad division like i don't know like i think again back to the point it's all what's going on in Lori's head i I also am starting to think there's a better chance that they're both fired like doug and howie than one or the other that's interesting i'd be surprised if he just if he looked and he said it's just doug but i still trust howie or if he looked and said look doug's the guy but howie isn't I, i just think if you're going to fire one and i don't think doug deserves to be fired I don't know about Howie. Like, I still think he's a good general manager. I do think there's something to be said for him just being here so long. Maybe a change of scenery would work out for everybody. But I just don't love the idea of a general manager not picking his head coach or a head coach being here prior to than the general manager. Miles in Virginia here on WIP. What's up, Miles? Oh, hey. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. I, I, just, wanted to, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, a lot of the people, a lot of people who call in, they, they start with Carson Wentz being the problem and then the coach – and then maybe Howie, and I think it's the other way around. I think the problems really start with, with Howie and then the coach. And then last mm-hmm. with Carson, he's affected by the decisions they're, they're making. Um, well, where, I, where just, I would disagree with you, though, is like ultimately Carson's the one out there on the field playing. Like if he plays – if Carson played really well in 2017 and Howie looked like a great general manager and Doug did as well. Like I just – I see your point, yes, that like at times the talent around Carson is not great. I, and, you know, Doug has certainly had his flaws, but – Carson's the only one of the three that can mask all problems. I, I guess that's true, but he's um, uh, what was I going to say? I just um, he hasn't had the players around him, and uh, I think the the play calling has been bad too. And he can't; it, it's hard for him to control it. I mean, I would say he's been bad this year. There's, right. there's no doubt about it. But just the both and, the 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 free agents that they've brought in and the draft picks. I mean. If they, did, if they hadn't had this contract with um, uh, Jeffries and, and to a lesser extent Deshaun Jackson, they might have been able to pick up like Jalen yeah. Ramsey or uh, Desha- uh, what's his name, Andre Hopkins. It's, yeah, or Stephon Diggs uh, or you know any of these guys. Thanks for the call, Absolutely, Miles. I think I think that's fair. I, I also think you know we're an hour and fifty minutes into the show. I'm not trying to pile on Carson, but sometimes I think when people say Carson's bad, that's not really doing justice to how bad he has been. Like, he has been functioning at a level that makes the entire team hard to function. So but again, not, I, not I think bad. you also underrate the fact that there are also other factors yes, in Yes, there are. You know, so are. I think it goes both ways. Billy Team Princeton. What's up, William? Fellas, fellas. Hey, what listen, up, I think the problem is, you know, I, I, the Howie problem is different than the Dunk problem, than the, the Carson problem. And what I want to say, I'm very disappointed in coming out of a 10-day break. Mm-hmm. We played Thursday night. We come in on Sunday against a, 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 a division rival, right? Uh, a conference. And I'm like, they were flat. That's coaching. Yep. That's coaching. And I'm going to make another point. And I watched some of the, the film on Carson. His elbow is either equal or below his shoulder sometimes when he throws. If you look at him, he's a big man. He's 6'5". Right, and he's getting balls tipped at the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. because his elbow is below his shoulder. He's trying to goose it in there on some of these things, and that's coaching. Why aren't they picking that up when I can pick it up off a, a DVR? 
Well, there's a difference between them picking it up and Carson not changing, right? Now, I do think your criticism of the coaches in that regard is is fair. I mean, Carson is regressing. And whether or not that's on Carson's talent or the coaches, you know, it's hard to get a clear answer on that. But, you know, talk about Doug, but I think the problem you're talking about is really like a Press-Taylor problem. And Doug's the head coach and falls on him too. It's absolutely a Press-Taylor problem. And Doug's got to make that change. He's got to step in. He's the head coach. He's the guy that's got to make the make the point. I, after last week's game against the Giants, I'm sitting there going, Jiminy Crickets, what in the hell did they do for 10 days? Yeah. Look, to come out that flat any week is bad. But to come out off of a bye against a division rival for a, a game that had playoff implications, as crazy as it is to, to say, yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, it's absolutely on Doug. Like, I have defended Doug. I don't think Doug's the problem, but that absolutely falls on Doug. Hey. Hey, you guys do a great job. Thanks, Thanks, man. Billy. A pleasure as always. Let's squeeze one more call and let's go to Scott. Scott, you're on WIP. Hi, guys. I'd like to um, address the biggest misconception among Eagles Nation. All right. And that's that Howie Roseman is a salary cap genius. Okay. He's a terrible salary cap manager. If you read the national capologists, like at overthecap.com, yep. see all their numbers and everything, they've been criticizing him for years. His method is to kick the can down the road, Yep. okay? And when you use a credit card to manage, the bill becomes due, and the bill becomes due next year. He's $65 million over the cap next year, and he could not make a trade this year because he needs to roll every penny of his budget over to next year to cut into next year's cap. So I, I agree with your analogy, and I think it's a good one, because when people criticize Howie, that is what they use, right? It's, he's like almost using credit cards in a reckless fashion, and he always finds his way out of it. And this year, what happened was, and clearly he had no idea, but the COVID-19 pandemic impacts the cap for 2021. The only uh, defense I'll say is when you say Howie's not good with the cap, not until this year have they been unable to make moves because of salary cap. It almost well, on Cowie's entire time running the cap, they've been able to financially do whatever they want. It's really yeah, just because this year. he's been pushing it back. Well, whatever, back I mean, but whatever back. the reasoning, they've still been but, able to but, do it. So, but it, the, the point is, is that he he now can't even trade Carson Wentz because that will add twenty five million to the cap because all the upfront money becomes due. Yep. Okay, that's the, and there's that's only the only way he can get compliant next year is he needs to make a commitment to Carson Wentz, and that is very controversial based on your calls the last two yeah. hours. Scott, gr- really good call and good points. Look, I I think that I, I don't completely I, agree with what he said. I agree. No, I was about yes. to, my point is I think how he it, look he earned that reputation for a reason. He has done a good job, but I think it is fair to say that like now they're clearly in a situation, and it is fair to question. How he and as the cap god that we always talk yeah, well, about. Let's see how he gets out of it. Exactly. But, but, but there's also no question that because of the situation they're in, they've not been able to make moves. Now, look, they couldn't side Jadavion Clowney partly because of cap. Like whether Jadavion would help this team, I don't know because Graham's playing really well, Josh Sweat is. But yes, this has been the first time, at least I can remember, where they've not made moves because of money. Thank you to Moshe Kravitz. Thank you to Kevin Keenan. Prior to that, thank you to every single person who called into the show. We literally could not do it without you, and we genuinely. Appreciate it. Uh, check out our post game pod tomorrow after the Browns game. It'll be in our feed at GoBirdsPod on Twitter, Apple, iTunes, you know, uh, everywhere. Stitcher, Spotify, everything you always hear. We're there. Uh, and uh, again, uh, we'll be back next week in this spot, uh, one to three on Saturday. Rob Ellis is coming your way next for Elliot. I'm James. Thanks for listening to another edition of GoBirds Radio right here on 94 WIP.